Hello, and welcome to Technically Speaking, a podcast where scientists and engineers come together to chat about a common interest, share knowledge, and satisfy some curiosity. I'm Antonia, and in this episode, I'm joined by Ellie and Jasmine to talk about what life could be like with artificial intelligence in 50 to 100 years and offer our viewpoints on what we think AI should be solving. So to start off with, Ellie, I've heard you used AI in your work. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I'm going to out myself now for being a terrible journalist and um, using ChatGPT to write questions for interviews. I think often you don't have much to go off necessarily, unless it's like a paper that's been published or stuff. But the ones I've been doing recently, I literally just had a topic and to dive into an interview with one person, that topic is quite hard. So I put that topic in ChatGPT and I said, write me 12 interview questions. It's insightful and interesting interview questions just to see what it would come up with. But actually some of them were good. I mean, I didn't use all of them because some of them were nonsense, (laughs) but most of them work well and even one of my interviewees complimented me on my questions and I didn't have the heart to tell her I'd used AI to write them for me. <laughs> um, but actually, I think if I'd gone to a colleague and said, I'm struggling with these questions, can you help me? What's the difference in going to AI and saying, please, can you help me write these questions? So maybe I shouldn't feel guilty. But I do feel like I didn't use my own brain power. But I still thought of going to the AI. So I got the job done. What more do they want from me? Personally... I think there's an art to speaking with AI or, or, you know, search engines in the right language to get the results that you want, because you can't just put absolute nonsense in, because it still has to be able to understand what you think you're trying to say. And then you still did a bit of um, validating it afterwards. You didn't just kind of print out the AI chat and then read that straight off. I definitely finessed them. So you've used it sort of like as a as a gathering ideas or mind mapping type of tool. Yeah, I would say so. Definitely as a tool just to help me. So I feel like in that way, it's not anything worse than like, I don't know, using Trello or Google Docs, I suppose. Yeah. Or Google Search, right? It's still a powerful tool. Jasmine, you don't write articles, but you do write journal papers. What's your interest in this? So I really like sci-fi movies and AI's pretty common in most of the sci-fi things that I've really loved so like Star Wars, Marvel movies, The Matrix, you got Agent Smith, Terminator, AI, you also got Baymax who I love as well as like Wally. if you like cast your mind way way back to the Jetsons you had Rosie the Robot so like some of my favourite characters and some of my favourite franchises or like series are AI so I just like have a general interest in them but also I also use AI but not for like writing uh my journal papers but mostly so like siri on my phone if i'm too lazy to do stuff i'll just tell siri to do something they used to usually just set a timer i do that all the time especially cooking yeah and also like netflix i'll just let the algorithm recommend stuff to me because i hope that it knows what i like to watch enough i didn't realize that actually siri and alexa are ais i don't know what i thought they were but <laughs> i'm just glad they work <laughs> It's just part of everyday life now. Yeah, it's not like some fantasy, all-knowing creature. Not even creature. Creature's the wrong word, but all-knowing being. It is just Siri. Yeah. Before we, like, go right down that path, let's talk about what is AI. I mean, we've kind of discussed it in some other episodes with biomedicine and medicine itself. Um, But 
Do either of you want to explain what artificial intelligence is? Yeah, I can give a crack at it. So I actually do know a few people who work with AI. So I picked their brains a little bit. And interestingly enough, they gave uh, slightly different answers. Generally, the consensus is that AI is basically a computer doing something that a human would normally do. But there's like different aspects, such as like, how would you define intelligence? Because obviously, it's a computer doing something that a human would do. But like, what would you classify as intelligence? The goalpost is always moving. In the 60s, when they were already talking about AI, what you they would consider intelligence really different to what we consider now. One of the things about AI is that it's always developing, but generally what it is, is basically you replace people with coding or algorithms. It's generally what it is. Software, right? It's like code. An engineer has written the code for it. Yeah, you have an engineer that's written a code that executes a function, and the function has to be intelligent. I say intelligent in quotation marks. One of the early examples of something that is AI and that most people probably don't realise is AI is a computer playing chess. So I was reading an article about what's the difference between, you know, some older AI or computers to today's AI. And they sort of try to define it as the first computers that was playing chess that beat humans had learned all the possible options uh, of each move and then optimised for which one was the best move. Whereas today they are learning off winning games and rather than knowing the rules of chess, they've just determined if I do this, this equals winning more often based on this training data. Yeah, I mean, it's the same approach. So they're they're learning, but like through different routes. So originally it was like you give them all the data. Whereas nowadays it's like you don't need all the data. You just need like a subsample and hopefully it's enough that you would like figure out how to learn yeah how to not how to learn but how to win it's like its own intelligence right so it's not yeah. just you've fed it you've told it all the rules and then it can work it out you it's more than that is that it can learn almost independently once it knows some of it it can then work out more and more and more yeah that would be the main difference between ai now versus ai like in the 80s and 90s we've talked about Siri and we've not talked about oh well Ellie sort of alluded to what she used which was chat GPT and putting those aside we found some other interesting uses for AI were there any that particularly got your attention I've got a good one from uh, work so they had for the first time in astronomy um, built an AI called the bright transient survey bot and it recently discovered the first ever supernova. So it's learned what a supernova is. It's found it in, I guess, a lot of space data. Um, and it's classified it all by itself. So I thought that was quite nice. That it was like basically taken the job of a person, worked out whether this mystery space object that they found, what it is, and applied the like, I guess, criteria for what is a supernova to all this data. Which I thought was cool. Yeah, that's a really, really cool, like, sciencey application of AI. I think for me, it's going to be really boring. <laughs> I recently, like, took over, like, doing all the bills and stuff for my flat. I spent a lot of time talking to a chatbot. Oh, gosh. According to a survey, about 7% of people trust chatbots when talking to them. <laughs> so, um, area for improvement. I don't know if I would trust a chatbot, but I might be willing to use a chatbot to get to the result that I want to get to. Sometimes it's stressful. I think for me personally, it's because 
And one, at least on one of the chatbots I was talking to, one of the options that they gave me wasn't my issues. Basically, ASOS just sent me two pairs of trousers by accident, and I wanted to return one. So huh? I was like, okay, I can't return one, so I'll just keep the both of them then. <laughs> yeah, I guess the problem is everything it's learned, right? It's learned, like, how to deal with returns, how to deal with refunds, but it doesn't know what it doesn't know, right? So it doesn't know unexpected situations, or yeah. if your trousers had turned up, and they were ripped, maybe it wouldn't have known what to do about that. Well, that's something interesting about AI is that it is really good at picking up information and spotting patterns like spotting a supernova. But I think that's kind of the test of intelligence is, is if it can figure out what to do if that situation didn't happen in its training data, such as someone receiving two of a thing instead of wanting to just simply return uh, or issue a complaint about a thing and i thought there was a really interesting youtube video on this answer in progress made their own ai and tested it through different intelligence tests and found in some situations it was really good and in some it was really poor and it wasn't really like middling it was just either excellent or terrible <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing with AI because like it only knows what it knows, and even the ones that are like kind of more intelligent—I say more intelligent—like that kind of display the ability to learn. Like they're still restricted to what they do and don't know. If we—that's where we are today. Where do you think we could be in the future? In terms of like how AI develops and progresses, like a large part of it, unfortunately, is due to like where the money is. Because it costs money to develop these things. So generally, the places where you would likely see advances due to AI are primarily the ones where you can make money. I think also it needs, like the way it works, to my understanding at least, is that it needs like defined parameters. Yeah. So like with the supernova classification, if you've got loads of data that you can feed it and it you can tell it, look for X, Y, Z, and then it mm. can just do like a huge amount in a very short space of time. So I could see it becoming very popular for like data analysis or you know, the yeah. stock market or something like that. You could train it on predicting fluctuations or something like that where you've got loads of historical data that you can feed it and then it can learn yeah. what's most likely to happen. Or for like climate modelling or something like that, maybe. I would hope not because then I would be unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jasmine, I've just talked you out of a job. Yeah, thanks. There like, are some things that AI could assist with. In the environmental sector, a lot of it is trying to like run different scenarios on what could happen. And right now, AI is still not that good at thinking about what could happen. The situation with me getting two trials is like, that's not something that ASOS or whoever was programming the AI thought could have happened. I wouldn't say it's like AI will take over, but I think it'll be more of a collaboration or we'll be using AI more often in the work that we do. Yeah, I think that's definitely very likely that it will be more a part of our everyday lives. Some people are really crazy about these home robots, so I would personally would really like a robot vacuum cleaner. But that's not AI, right? Uh, some of them do count as AI, because they have to have like the smart sensors to detect like corners and stuff. But they always do the same, or a randomised direction. It's it's pre-programmed. I wouldn't really call that intelligent. I don't know. I just like read some stuff on like, we'll have like more AI robots doing tasks that humans would do like cleaning and mowing and vacuuming so don't know if that you can make arguments on whether or not some of those would count as ai but um healthcare is definitely an area where they're uh, seeing uh improvements due to ai yeah they had that amazing um story about the pastries did you hear this sorry no <laughs> i don't know if this is true i've seen it on like reddit or something but basically there was 
uh, a bakery shop and they had like so many kinds of pastries that all look very similar that it was taking ages to train new staff as to like what each pastry was. So this guy built an AI, like took pictures of all the pastries, told it what all the pastries were. So then it could really quickly, if you were buying, you know, 50 pastries, it knew one was a donut, one was a bear claw, one was a pan of chocolate, and it could do them all really fast. And then I'm not sure quite how this happened, but this guy like learned about this pastry AI and he learned that the similar model could then be applied to loads of pictures of tumours and he could run it through all these pictures of tumours and it was like the same basic core programming and it worked out which ones were benign and which ones were like malignant or something different. That's a really good one because also like a geek computer can like process data much quicker than a human especially when you have to do the manual uh, visual comparison stuff yeah like another area where we see like changes due to air would definitely be like policing we've kind of seen it in the news not too long ago but like facial recognition and that kind of terrifies some people that is quite scary what from like a privacy point of view yeah i guess if you think back what life was like 50 years ago or even like 100 years ago People had specific jobs just for typing and then, you know, typists would eventually become a really standard skill for everyone. Like everyone today knows how to type, whereas that wasn't the case 100 years ago. So if we have AI and it's always around, what would jobs be like in the future? Like, yeah, you're worried about losing your job. Or could it be we don't need jobs because the AI has solved all of our problems? You know, we don't need to work to get fed. <laughs> I mean, like in Wally, will the humans they just go around in those robotic chairs? I like the idea that an AI could edit this podcast, <laughs> and then our lovely producer Laura could have a lot more free time. <laughs> She'd be very grateful. Yeah, but actually, AIs and editing are a huge thing. I use Photoshop quite often and the advances in AI in Photoshop and in like uh, Premiere, like creating stuff from nothing is crazy. Draw me a picture of a cat and it will just produce an image. Have you guys seen the uh, photos that someone used AI to generate what different celebrities would look like if they worked working class jobs? So one of them was Snoop Dogg as a barista, Ronaldo the footballer as an Uber driver. Amazing. Well, I've also seen like AI generating images in the style of a certain artist. Yeah. yeah. You come up with that whole issue of did they create that themselves or were they inspired and therefore should people be paid for how the AI was trained? It's like that guy won a photography competition, didn't he? Because he entered with an AI created image and he won he didn't disclose that it was ai generated until after he received the prize but like did he make that image did the ai make that image was <laughs> it a rip off of someone else and also is it actually a photograph yeah so i think that's interesting and also like the copyright that's why i don't use it at work because we don't know where they've come from and you can't like attribute it to who was right image credit this that and the other but if it's not a person taking the image or even, you know, a graphic designer saying, I created this, then who do I credit it to? And where is it getting that information to be like, you know, create an image in the style of pop art or in the style of... Yeah, that's a good point. Because like, an issue that I have with some of the um, AI generators that create art is like, because they're, they're only fed certain data. So when you like do stuff like, what would this Disney character or like this historical figure look like? 
in real life. Like they all kind of like look very similar because they've all have like specific beauty standards already programmed in. That is just what is put out there by like the Western media. So that's one thing I don't really like about AI right now, but it could change. The internet is biased, right? So if it's learning on everything that's ever been created, it's going to... Yeah, but AI is supposed to be less biased than humans. That's well, supposed to be one of the arguments of towards using it in decision making is that it's supposed to be less biased. I don't know how they've got to that conclusion. Because surely it's just, it's trained by people, right? And people are inherently biased. Yeah, it's a very good point. Depends on how it's, how it's trained. But imagine if it, it was running like a budget and it didn't, you know, it couldn't be bribed, it couldn't be corrupted. It just made the best decision. Imagine if AI was used to decide whether or not we should like go forward with HS2 or just scrap it. It would have gone with the experts' opinions, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd hope so. Yeah, I suppose, it, I guess it, then it gets rid of the like politicalness of it rather than like, is this the best thing for the train network to be more efficient? It would probably say yes, but it probably wouldn't take into account all the nuances of actually building the train network across the country. I don't know. If we've trained it enough, wouldn't it have? Say the training data, we feed it all the experts' opinions, then why couldn't it decide based on how difficult it is to build, how much environmental impact it has. Maybe maybe we should try it. <laughs> <laughs> One of us needs to like get really good at coding and then actually make AI to do these kind of decision-making applications. Mm. But I also thought, what if it's so almost like clinical, it doesn't take into account like a smaller minority getting hugely affected by its decision? Whereas like a human might feel, oh yeah, you know, having to lose your home is actually a really big thing. Whereas the AI doesn't see that. It says, oh, well, if you move house five miles, you'll benefit from this. Whereas, you know, humans are sentimental. I think that was the point I was trying to make is that it becomes very binary then, doesn't it? Like, mm, oh, yeah. you can just move house, but it doesn't take into account the effect of actually doing that. I think there are people who are trying to like code computers to be more human. There is AI that tries to replicate humans. So like Instagram have recently launched some chatbots that are like supposed to be very like similar to humans. So basically they paid a bunch of celebrities, lots of money for their likeness, and you can talk to these celebrities, but they're not actually the celebrities. Oh, that is creepy. There is uh, definitely a market for it, because I know in Japan, like men have virtual girlfriends. So they just like don't socialize or leave their house. And it's causing a big issue. It's like that film, um, Her. Uh, yeah. When then at the end he realises, this is major spoilers if you've not seen it, but he realises everyone is doing the same thing. And it's yeah. so sad. Like AI, that Steven Spielberg movie. I couldn't watch it. As a kid, it really freaked me out. They're superhuman-like, those AI robots that are played by human actors. Do you think AI robots are going to be a thing? Because I think of AI and I think ChatGPT, I think they're like image generations. Like I software. I don't think robots. Yeah. People have seen all these movies with like robot AI and then there's definitely people going to try to want to replicate that. But do you think that's going to be widespread? Because like it's going to take so much more to be able to try and fit it into a package. I mean, and then again, mobile phones. Mobile phones are a case where they're as good as a computer used to be. And now it's way, way smaller. And computers used to be the size of a room. There's going to be the like AI version of like a old Nokia brick phone. <laughs> That's what people are going to be laughing at in like a hundred years. Or you've seen like tricorders in Star Trek. Uh, they, yeah. they just seem to do everything. <laughs> I want one. 
I have no idea what they even do. They just like, tap, <laughs> boop, 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 boop. oh, it tells me this. It's like, it's the same picture as it was a few minutes ago and it was doing some complete other job. Oh, I think that's called a plot device rather than a <laughs> I don't think you can blame that on the uh, AI. I think you can blame that on the set designer. <laughs> the showrunners. Whatever decision it was to have that. But I do get what you mean though. Like I remember watching like sci-fi shows and they used to have like tablet computers. And I thought that was incredible. Mm. And I could not <laughs> imagine being able to like walk away from my giant home PC that was plugged in and that you couldn't use the phone if the internet was on. And they had they were just walking around putting in data into their tablet computers. And now we have that. So maybe that is, you know, the way it's going is that we will have walking, talking, moving AIs. I still think we're going to keep AI not corporeal, incorporeal. Otherwise it's going to take over and <laughs> kill us all. Yeah, like in many sci-fi movies. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that would be really scary, wouldn't it? Turns into like iRobot or the actual Matrix. What would you think would happen if we did teach the AI? based on sci-fi though i think it would churn out a bunch of crazy stuff it needs to be able to do all the software stuff first right before we give it a body i feel like giving it a body is a bad idea yeah i don't want it to be the same size as me (laughs) because surely at some point it's going to be like i don't need her pretty sure there are people trying to make robot companions for people but do you think in another way if we programmed it well enough that it would teach people to like, rather than it being a crutch, that it actually gets them out into the world? Yeah, potentially. I mean, education is an area where there is, like, interest in using more AI. Maybe if, like, being sociable or, like, improving your skills is one of the things that it's coded to do. Because generally, with what is available out there for that kind of application, it, they're more for, like, saying what you want to hear rather than, like, what you need because to hear. Because they've got, like, a commercial interest. Yeah, commercial interest and also, like, basically what you described as therapy to a certain extent. (laughs) Like, how do you program an AI therapist? I kind of thought of it more as a, like, a coach, maybe. Yeah, but how do you program an AI life coach? Do you think we could see, like, sport coaches? Because sport could be put down to, like, rules and, like, easily programmable features. You know, the ball goes in the goal, that's good, that's winning. (laughs) So then you could pile all that in and then you could have... Instead of football managers, you'd have an AI that would know, like, you know, if you do this series of moves, you're more likely to score a goal. I think that could work because, like, sport is an area where they are already, they are already trying to, like, make it like, really scientific with, like, analysing every mm. single minute detail. Yeah. So I think it could work. It's, like, all about the angles. It's all about the speed. Yeah. It's all about which way you kick the ball from which part of your foot. The athlete might get really annoyed by all the criticism, but <laughs> I think it could work. Yeah, have you played the F1 game? I'm terrible at that. I'm so bad at driving games. I'm, I'm really bad, but you have the engineer over over the radio telling you, you are slow in corner one, two, three, four, <laughs> seven, eight, nine. And it's just like, I'm slow in all of them, except for like two. Thank you. That was really annoying. I didn't need that. Trying to corner a different one now. So like you're probably aware of it while while you're driving. Oh yeah. It's like yeah, I'm slow. I was always in the gravel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Can you imagine if we had wearable AI, like a smartwatch? Well, I mean, like the Google Glass or whatever other company did the glasses, and and you can see everything. And picture this. I'm gonna pitch this to Ellie. You're you're filming for wildlife documentary, and you see some creatures or you see some movement but you don't know if this is the same creature that you've been tracking this whole month and instead boop 
AI assistant says, it's a new species. You've never seen a species before. Amazing. I'm sold. Yeah. Give me those glasses. I thought you were going to tell me it was the same individual and I was going to be really happy about that. But if it can recognise new species straight off the bat, then let's feed it all the animals and see if it knows. Sounds like a hybrid of a Pokedex <laughs> and a Google Glass. <laughs> <laughs> I want one. Imagine that for like conservationists though like instead of tagging them physically and you can actually instead track individuals you can just look into the distance and then i'm imagining you know like where you see it like holographics almost and then like the little tags come up and Mm. say this is individual 358 this is individual 361 (laughs) yeah be perfect save a lot of time as well as just of the future you also use it for plants yes yeah that's true can't forget about botany even though i always do but we see that in driving, in self-driving cars or even normal cars. They kind of tag things. I don't know if you've seen some of the um, particularly high-end cars. They have cameras all over and some of them are trying to yeah. park and they've worked out that is the parking spot, that's another car, that's a pedestrian. I would love a car that can park for me. That is the most practical use of AI anyone's ever thought of. I've been in a car and it has like south park park feature and i was terrified when it was parallel parking i'd get out (laughs) (laughs) press the button open the door get out it can park the car i won't even watch i'll just let it do its thing what if it reverses into you oh no it's clever enough right surely if we trained it how to park it's not going to crash into the driver that's like that's rule 101 in theory it has all the cameras and sensors so it should know if it's like something is in its path yeah, exactly. Otherwise, it's going to be rubbish and it's going to crash into all the cars. Though, so, there was that one self-driving car that did crash into a woman. Uh, maybe I'll give it 20 years and then I'll get one. What if you just happen to wear green screen trousers, though, and it just couldn't differentiate you? <laughs> Is that how green screen works? It's just like, oh, there's this, like, green area that I cannot see, but, like, the rest of it looks fine and it has the torso of a human. I mean, it depends what it's what its sensors are based on, you know? If it's... If it's light and it just sees and Ellie just blends into the background. I don't like how you've come up with ways for my new self-parking car to crush me to death. <laughs> it, it's only as good as it, it, its constituent parts, I guess. Right, well, like, you two are banned from training it or building it. Or as people always say in data, rubbish info in, you get rubbish out. I can't believe they can self-drive. Like, that is AI, then? I don't think it is AI yet. I think it's just a bunch of sensors. No, I think it is. How do they know what the speed limit is? That's a sensor reading a thing. Yeah, because they also, like, drive and they can, like, adjust the speed and, like, know how to flow flow the traffic. And the, like, emergency brake thing, because my friend's car has that. If you get too close and you're not braking, it brakes for you. But is that AI or is that just a sensor of, like, distance? Maybe I'm just, like assuming it takes a similar decision making process that i would and say oh what what distance do i think we are and then you know but it knows all the science and maths behind it whereas i just go i know from experience if i start breaking now i will be okay whereas it probably knows how much force to apply or is it doing the maths really quickly and working it out based on velocity because if it's a bunch of calculations, that's just someone's programming yeah. rather than it's learnt it itself. Yeah, but AI is still, by definition, just like a computer doing something that human would norm- would normally do. Based on that definition, like I self-driving think cars opinions. are Maybe AI. Maybe we'll tweet this out. Yeah, self-driving cars. AI or not? Maybe there are some AI and some that aren't yet. 
Yeah, there are ones that definitely do self-drive because in San Francisco yes. they're trialling self-driving taxis. So they're like driverless taxis. Oh, I watched a video of that and the lady was like, like ordering an Uber, but you get there and you don't have an Uber driver, you just have the car and then you get in. Creepy. Quite creepy. Great if you hate talking to your taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> Good for the socially anxious. Mm. Yes. But then I just feel like it would go wrong because you have no control. Can you override it? Can you then like get in the front seat and be like, I don't like this, I want to drive. Yeah, you should be able to. That's the thing with a lot of like the robotic ones is that you should be able, there should be like a human override. What if you get trapped, right? You get to your destination, but it doesn't let you out. That would be terrifying. Guess you'd have to break out the window. I hope there's a manual override. Because I feel like, you remember when sat-navs first became really big and people were like not really concentrating and just following the sat-nav blindly and then driving into lakes and rivers? Yeah. Like, I feel like there's going to be a teething process with self-driving cars. Do people trust a self-driving car? Not at the moment. No. But maybe in the future. And will people trust chatbots more? Who knows? Probably not. <laughs> but we're probably going to see more and more of them in the future. But is that just going to be like annoying customer service? Like instead of getting Ash. stuck on a long call to someone and going through all the buttons, it's just going to be the chatbot version of that. Yeah, but sometimes it's better to just be on hold for a while and get a human to do it because sometimes those chatbots are annoying because <laughs> they're like, yeah, I solved your issue, bye. I'm like, no, you didn't solve my <laughs> issue. But yeah, talking about trust, I saw a really interesting, well, a couple of articles where they surveyed people who work in machine learning and artificial intelligence and they asked them do you think they will kill kill humanity this is another good reason not to give ais corporal bodies yes yeah let's not do that for a while because at some point right it becomes more intelligent than its creator isn't that the idea that like all these sci-fi movies are based on like it becomes too yeah that's like the premises in most of the sci-fi movies is that the computer is as or is more intelligent or thinks it's more intelligent than the human but then the human somehow manages to win so what does that where does that leave us as a species or as a society if we do have machines smarter than us does that mean we are we in a are we gonna be in a workless utopia? Like in Wally. I love that film. That there's an author who just writes all about this, but it's obviously not all a utopia. I don't know that one. Ian M. Banks. Yeah, so Ian M. Banks has written sort of like just books and books about a utopian world where people don't have to work. I mean there's loads of different places and scenarios in one of them they they just play games all day but to the point that they started making death games like hunger games because they got so bored oh that took a turn yeah i suppose if the idea is that eventually ai will take off a lot of those like data processing manual jobs then there would be more free time right more or or are those people then going to become very poor if they you know they've been replaced what they're going to do next. Uh, so I think for like some jobs, stubby would be humans, but I think for others, like there's definitely going to be a phasing out of humans in some sectors. Like for take for example now like podcasting like this wasn't really a job. I say that like we get paid for this. <laughs> like podcasting and YouTuber and influencer, they were not jobs ten years ago. So I think we're going to see see an evolution as the technology progresses. But like what it could be, I mean anything could happen. Twitter is now called X. <laughs> And that's that's your measure of progress. <laughs> yes. I would like to see uh, an AI go up against like 30 school kids. Like if an AI can be a teacher mm. against like 30 teenagers and like get them to do what they're supposed to be doing, 
Or will it go so far the other way that we won't even have classrooms and everyone will just be learning online and there'll be no point in a teacher in that sense? Anyway? Or do we even need to learn if the information is available to us? We just ask them with a, we just ask the AI the question and then we have the answer. In which case, wouldn't that be making humans dumber because we're just lazier? Yeah, that's what I reckon. If you just Cause... always rely on, you know, having... Yeah, because I was reading something that said that, like, humans nowadays, in comparison to how we were, like, 100 years ago or even longer, like, our memory's way worse. Because, like, we don't need to remember as much stuff because we can just, like, set reminders or put stuff on our phone or actually write things down. But, like, people 100 years ago, that wasn't an option. They had to remember stuff. But then that doesn't that enable us to do other things if we're not just trying to remember yeah, but stuff? Is it, but, 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 yeah, but how do we know it's actually useful stuff? Because it's just like playing games or making up <laughs> games. I wouldn't say that's useful. You freed up part of your brain, right? You That knowledge that you would have to remember people's birthdays or remember to phone the post office. You've, you know, outsourced that to an AI. Now what's that part of your brain doing? Is it just sitting on the sofa watching Netflix or is it, you know, working on something else. Maybe it'll be like Star Trek, where we have so much time that we will just work if we want to or not work, and we will be looked after anyway. So I think we've explored what we can with AI as we know it today in October 2023. Maybe we'll check in and just see how much further things have gone you know maybe we will trust web chat to sort out two pe- a duplicate pair of trousers yes <laughs> so thanks for listening the views expressed in this podcast belong entirely to the person that said them they do not represent any industry or organization if you enjoyed listening to these views it would really help us out if you could rate us leave a review and tell a friend this podcast was sponsored by no one but if you're interested in funding us to continue to have frank discussions about science and engineering please get in touch